Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life in Christ with Kingdom Ministries. My name is Dahlia Velasquez, and I'm so glad that you've chosen to join me on today's topic of salvation. Um, last week, we discussed um, heaven and hell, and we dove into God's word to see what it's had to say about both. Um, and if you have not listened to that episode, I encourage you to do so. I think you would be blessed by it. Um, this week, we are elaborating on the topic of salvation. And so we're going to be talking about what it really means to have it. And we're going to be answering the question of how to receive it. Okay. Um, I'd like to start this study off with a prayer. Uh, so Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, which is truth. Thank you for all those that are under the sound of my voice. And Father, I pray that these Bible study lessons will be a blessing to many people. I pray that you give us all receiving hearts to your word. Please give us revelational knowledge of the scriptures, and may we become deeply rooted in your word. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will have your way in this study. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so salvation. The meaning of the word salvation, or another word for it is saved. The word saved means to be rescued, okay? And we all need to be spiritually saved from our sins. Um, what is sin exactly? It's anything that we do, anything that we say, anything that we think that goes against God. A lot of times we think we don't sin because we've never committed like one of those big sins, you know, like robbery or murder and things like that. Um, but Jesus in the in the Gospels, he talked about how um, there's sin in our hearts. He talks about the sins of the heart. He says that if uh, if you hate anyone, you're a murderer in your heart. And he says that if you look upon a woman with lust in your eyes, that you're you've committed adultery. Okay, so there are sins that you do in action, and then there's sins that are hidden in our heart. Um, and the sins in our hearts they matter just as much as you know any sins that we take that are action wise. Um, and sin is sin in God's eyes. It doesn't matter how big or how small it is. It can be anything as small as a little white lie. And to us, that's no big deal. But a sin is sin in God's eyes. Um, and it's still sin. So, um, and we're all guilty of that, myself included. We've all done these things, right? We've all done things, um, whether we know it or not, we've all sinned against God in some way, shape, or form. Okay, and so we um, need uh, to be saved from our sins, spiritually saved from our sins, because we talked in um, the last episode about uh, Romans chapter six, verse twenty-three, where it says, "For the wages of sin is death." Okay, but the free gift of God is. Um, eternal life in Christ Jesus. But the first half of that for the wages of sin is death. Okay. So we all deserve death because of sin. We all deserve to go to hell. Okay. Um, but the good news of the gospel is that we can be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 12 to 13 says for this, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call upon him. Okay, so salvation is for everyone. Okay, chapter 13, I'm sorry, uh, verse 13 says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The Lord Jesus paid the full price for our eternal salvation. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says this, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Okay. 
So Jesus willingly sacrificed himself and carried our sins in his own body on the cross so that we are freed from the penalty and power of sin. Okay. Um, he was punished for our sins. Okay. Then he arose from the dead and he is alive forevermore. Revelation chapter one, verse 18 says this, this is Jesus talking. He says, I am the living one. I was dead. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death in Hades. Okay. Hades is translated into the realm of the dead, which means hell. So Jesus is alive forevermore. And he has complete control and victory of both death and Hades. Okay, so salvation now is a free gift. And I'm going to refer you back to Romans chapter 6, verse 23, where the first half of that verse says, for the wages of sin is death. But the second half of that verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Awesome. Okay, um, the Free gift is the overwhelming grace of God to all believers who believe in Jesus. And Jesus is God's free gift. Okay. So now that we've talked a little bit about what salvation is, what's the meaning of it. Okay. How do I receive this salvation? Well, we don't uh, get saved by doing good deeds. That's for sure. Um, Titus chapter three, verse five says this. He saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. OK, so there isn't anything that we could ever do um, to obtain salvation on our own. OK, um, our standards are not God's standards. OK, um, I, I run into people a lot that say, you know, they're hoping that they get to heaven um, just on the good things that they know that they have done, you know. Um, but the, like, again, you know, the Bible says that there's no one in this world that's righteous. Not one person in this world is righteous. Not one. We all fall short of the glory of God. Every single day we do something against God um, that, you know, we don't even know sometimes, you know. Um, so there's no way that we can get to heaven on our own. Um, and we can never do enough good to earn our salvation. Again, we all fall short and keep falling short. But um, we have been saved by grace through faith. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Okay, So we don't get to heaven based on what we do. We get to heaven based on what Jesus did for us. Okay, And when we receive him and believe in his, the finished work of, his finished work on the cross, we get to heaven by grace through faith in him. Okay. Um, faith in Jesus for salvation, it means to turn to Jesus. Okay. We turn to Jesus and we trust Jesus alone for our, for our salvation. What he did at the cross for us, we trust in that finished work that he's done. Um, and we just, we turn to him and we trust him completely for our salvation. Okay. That's what that means. Faith in Jesus means to receive Jesus as our personal savior. Okay. John chapter one, verse 12. 
says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Okay. So right then and there, we, we see faith in, uh, in Jesus means to receive Jesus. Faith in Jesus means to trust in Jesus alone for salvation. Faith in Jesus means, um, to turn to him totally and completely for our salvation. Okay. Um, what does salvation or being saved mean to us? Well, it means um, that all of our sins, past, present, and future are all forgiven. Listen to what Colossians chapter 2 verse 13 says. It says, I'm looking at my notes here. Okay, Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Okay, all means past, it means present, and it means future. Okay, the Bible tells us that God foreknew us, okay, Um, and that he knitted us in our mother's womb. Okay, so when Jesus went to the cross for you, when he went to the cross for me, when he went to the cross for every single person in this world, he knew the sins you were going to commit. He knew the sins I was going to commit. He knew the past sins. He knew the present ones. He knew the ones we're going to do in the future. Okay, he knew. Okay, he's seen it all on the cross, but he paid the punishment for all of it. For all of it. Okay. First John chapter one, verse seven says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son purifies us from all sin, all sin being all meaning past, present and future. How amazing is that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Wonderful Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Um, To be saved means that we are no longer going to hell, but we are going to heaven when we die. John chapter 3, verse 3 says, Jesus replied, this is Jesus replying, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Okay. John chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. To be saved means that I am justified, which means that I stand totally righteous before God. Listen to what Romans chapter 5 has to say. It says... Um, I'm getting all my notes here. Okay. Romans chapter five, verse one says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. It says that we have peace with God and we have been justified. Well, what does it mean to be justified? Justified means that we have been acquitted of all sin. Okay. And that we have been declared blameless before God. It means we can have joy in knowing we have reconciliation with him. Okay. 
Um, to be saved means that we have a personal relationship with Christ. Revelations chapter 3 verse 20 says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. This is Jesus talking. He says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Okay, so we get to enjoy um, a personal relationship, an intimate relationship with Jesus. Okay, for you to to share a meal with someone, it symbolizes a deep relationship, like a deep friendship. Okay, we get to enjoy his presence. Okay, we um, we have this close personal relationship with him. Um, In the last episode, we talked about how um, there's like a big a big chasm between us and God because our sins separate us from God. Okay, before we come to Christ Jesus for salvation, we're separated from God. Okay, um, and I I referred this separation as like a um, like a big chasm, like a big gap between us and God, right? And once we receive Jesus, well, Jesus is like the bridge that connects our relationship with God. It restores our He restores our relationship with God, right? Um, and once we cross that bridge, once we um, decide to put our faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus and what he did for us, paid you know the penalty for our sins and everything like that, and we make him our Lord and our Savior and ask him to, um, to come into our hearts and help us live for him, once we do that, it's like we cross that bridge over to where God is, and we get to have this intimate relationship with the Lord now. Okay. Um, and so that's what that verse, Revelation chapter 320 says. He says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice, and the door is actually symbolizes someone's heart. Okay, so Jesus is knocking at your heart, at the door of your heart, he's knocking. And it says, If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they with me. Okay, so he he's he's he wants this personal relationship with us. Okay, that's Jesus saying, hey, you know, I'm knocking at the door of your heart, you know, let me in so we can enjoy this um, personal relationship. Okay. Um, not he not he not only wants to save you from your sins, he not only wants to take you to heaven, but he wants to have this close, personal, intimate relationship um, with you. Uh, to be saved means that the living Christ lives inside of us by his spirit. He will never leave us and he will always stay inside of us. Okay, so once we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, what happens is Jesus' spirit, which is called the Holy Spirit, comes to live inside of us. Okay, um, the Bible talks about how we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Okay, and how Jesus comes to live inside of us and he helps us to live for him. Okay, Um And Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Okay, so as a born again believer, Christ lives in us. Okay, Uh, the life I now, I'm continuing uh, with the verse. It says, The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay. Um, to be saved means that we possess uh, the eternal life right now. First John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12 says this, And this is a testimony 
God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Okay. Um, to be saved means that we become a brand new person in Christ. Okay. Whenever you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become a brand new person in Christ. Second Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Okay. So what that means is our old life is no longer. Okay. That means that, it, that we... It, the Bible also says um, it talks about how um, when we when because we're in Christ, we like put off the old man, right? We put off the old person and we put on Christ now, okay? And um, like I said a little earlier, Christ comes inside of our hearts. He comes to live in us. His spirit comes to live in us, and His spirit begins to do what's called a washing in us and um, helps us. You know, the Holy Spirit helps us to live for Jesus, right? And be, we become this brand new person in Jesus. Um, so, you know, whatever life we lived before, that's dead and gone. Okay, whatever sins we ever committed, you know, that's dead and gone. Okay, so we become this brand new person and Jesus helps us to um, to live for him in that way. Okay, it says to be saved means that I am reconciled to God. Second Corinthians 518 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. Okay. Um, so yes, that is what it means. That's what salvation means. That's what it means to have salvation. And, um, that's how we receive salvation. It's as simple as just receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It's as simple as trusting, um, what he did for us on the cross, how he came and how he lived a sinless life. And how he took that punishment for us that we don't have to go to hell. You know, we can have that assurance of going to heaven. Alrighty, so that concludes our Bible study on the topic of salvation. If you are someone who has never received the Lord as your Lord and Savior, um, and you are sensing him knocking at the door of your heart, and you'd like to open your heart up to him to have this personal relationship, I would like to lead you into a prayer. Um, the prayer itself is not is not what saves you. It's the fact that you are trusting in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Okay, um, that saves you. The Bible says that um, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. Okay, and so I'd like to lead you into a prayer. Um, you can repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need salvation. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for all my sins and rose again. Lord, I repent of my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. And I come to you for my salvation. I trust you wholly for my salvation, and I accept you, Lord Jesus, right now as my personal Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me now. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, and I'd like to um, remind you of Romans chapter 10, verse 13, that says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved.
Okay. And if you said that prayer, I'd like to welcome you into the family of believers, into the family of God. Um, and um, I can give you some tips on how you can start to establish a relationship with the Lord. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, if you don't have a Bible, get a Bible because you want to know about God. You want the best way to start establishing a relationship with the Lord is you want to know about him. Okay. You want to know him and you get to know him through his word. Okay, so um, get a Bible. Once you get your Bible, you want to begin reading in the book of John in the New Testament. Okay, um, the other thing that you can do is um, you can um, find a local church. If you don't belong to one, go to a local one, you know, a local church. Um, the best church is a church that is um, believing in the Bible, following the Bible, believing in Jesus, following Jesus. Okay, you want to go to a church like that because that's a healthy church and that's a church that you're going to spiritually grow in. Okay, another thing um, is you can establish a uh, prayer time with God. Okay, you can talk to God like he's your friend because he is your friend. Okay, um, try to uh, establish a regular prayer time. Um, and then tell someone about Jesus. Tell someone what you learned, okay, um, here, and let them know that they can, too, be saved, okay, and know that they are going to heaven, and they can have this awesome relationship with Jesus, okay? Um, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Next week, we're going to be talking on the topic of um, assurance of salvation, okay? So today, we talked about what the meaning of salvation is. How do we obtain it? And next week, we'll be talking about how can we be sure that we are going to happen. Okay, we'll elaborate on that topic next week um, on Tuesday. Um, thank you so much. I hope you have a blessed week. Amen.